powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Blessed be the man who comes in the name of the Lord. Priest Bishop, we will hear and obey. Would you rise to your feet and receive this man of God, my friend, Bishop John Brandon, as he comes to minister to us. Come on, Harvest. Come on, Harvest. Let me hear you. Come on, Harvest. This is a Wednesday night. Let me hear you. Come on, come on, come on. Act like you in a party. Amen, amen, amen. Right before you take a seat, I want you to do something for me. You, you are here, and most of you are in the Denver region, and most of you are in the Aurora region. But will you do me a favor, and would you celebrate those people that got on the road with me and came from Colorado Springs on a Wednesday night? Come on, in the middle of the week. Come on, honor them, honor them. Hey, come on, honor them. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. And, and my brother, my friend, Bishop Foreman, the set man of this house. We honor you, sir. We honor you. We honor you. Come on, Harvest. That's your set man, not only for the hour, but for the moment and the season of your life. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to, to be here with you, Harvest, again. And... Uh, but you know I got to do something uh, before I go a second further. I got to celebrate my queen. So, wait a minute, one second. Wait a minute, one second. I got to tell you something real quick. I had an individual one day, they, they say, Bishop, I always hear you addressing your queen, Lady Mary. Why, why you call her a queen? And I said, okay. Then what do you call one who's married to a king? Oh, y'all ain't got me. Y'all ain't got me. Y'all ain't got me. Y'all ain't got me. Now, check this out. Check this out. I, I need you to understand something. I didn't wake up thinking about being royalty. Matter of fact, if I looked back over my life, I didn't see too much that was royal about it. But I learned that the Bible says that he has caused us to sit in heavenly places. 
And as a result of that, y'all got to come on now. As a result of me being able to sit in heavy places, I got to understand that he also said in Psalms, does not the scripture say, I call you gods? So if, 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 if Adam, who he was, a god made in his likeness and in his image, he was given dominion and power of this earth. In other words, God gave Adam an ability that we should long for. Speak it and watch it happen. Oh, y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. He was given an ability to speak it and watch it happen. And that's what that says. Uh, speak, deal with things as if they were, even though they may not be. You got to understand that you got to speak some things into your life. You don't believe me. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am. Come on. And let the poor say, I am. Well, is the Bible telling you to lie? Or is the Bible telling you to see you as you should be? Oh, you got to come on, Harvest. See yourself as you should be. So why don't you look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor real quick, don't you know I'm royalty? Oh, they don't believe you. They don't believe you. And if they looked at you a little bit sideways, you got to help them to see themselves as they should be. So tell them you are royalty. So let me introduce my royalness to your royalness. Kingdom greetings. Amen. Amen. We are so honored to be up here. And I love Harvest. Harvest has an energy that will make you preach, Bishop. You, you can't come up here slipping and sliding. They want to hear the word. And the reason why they want to hear the word is because they have a set man that uses the word to not only grow them, but establish them on a foundation that will not be shaken by life's happenings. Mm. Uh, I, I got a series that the Lord has dropped in my spirit. Uh, I think we're going on week three now, LW, am I, am I right? Week three. It's called Getting to Know Him. You know, the Apostle Paul says, oh, that I might know him in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection. And I learned this here that in order or in the process of me getting to know him, I come to know me better. <laughs> uh, his rightness reveals my unrighteousness. His truth reveals the lie that the enemy spoke into my family. Y'all got to catch this here. The more I get to know him, his light reveals my darkness. And so it doesn't cause me to run from him, but to run in him. Uh, uh, anybody ever had a time frame where your life seemed so dark? And when you began to think about Jesus. Even the difficulties seem easier. Even the ones that didn't seem possible begin to feel possible. Even the things that somebody else said would not be, suddenly there was a could be. And it's because as you get to know him, his light removes your darkness. And so the second part that the Lord brought me to understand is that relationship impregnates. The Bible says, and Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived a son. So whomever you are in relationship with 
it's going to impregnate you with something. Uh, get out the bedroom. <laughs> Whomever you spend time with, there is going to be a transfer of something. And either you are going to become better or you're going to become worse. And the reason why is because they have deposited seeds. And, and, and so on this last Sunday, Bishop, the Lord had me deal with getting to know your leader. So, so, so watch this, watch this. Uh, the Bible says in the book of 1 Kings that when Elijah went to the widow's woman, this is right after he left from the, back, from the, uh, the brook that dried up and the ravens stopped bringing him food. He goes and he sees a widow who's collecting stones, I mean sticks for a fire. And as she's collecting those sticks for the fire, he asks her to bring him some water. And while, she's, while he is drinking the water, he says, would you please go bake me a cake? <laughs> can, you, can, you under, can you just ask yourself, what in the ham and cheese were you thinking about to ask me to work for you? I don't even know you, and you want me to do something on your behalf. And so watch what she began to do. She began to reveal to him her situation. She, say, she says, I'm collecting these sticks because me and my boys, so we're going to go in our house and take my little bit of meal and my little bit of oil, and we're going to make our last meal and die. Watch what the man of God says. Okay, but before you eat, feed me. He never once told her, don't think about death. Y'all got to catch this. He never once told her your situation isn't bleak. He never once told her you have a reason to give up. But the way he spoke life into her was by saying, but do something for me first. What you got to understand is that sometimes, hey God, when you do for others, it takes your mind off of you. Uh, when you begin to work on the behalf of laboring for somebody else, suddenly you forget. And you know the rest of the story. That's not even where I'm dealing with tonight. But what I am dealing with is this right here. We were driving up on the, coming up here on the road, and I heard the Audible Bible say this at the ending of the chapter. After Elisha brought her son back to life, she says, now I know you are a man of God. Bishop, Bishop, wait a minute, wait a minute. When she first started talking with him, she started addressing him as man of God. But after, watch this, did you come here to reveal my sin, is what the scriptures say. That you would punish me by taking my son. Y'all catch this. And so Elijah turns around, takes the woman's son up to the third room. He lays on him three times. And y'all know the rest of the story. Life comes back into him. He takes him back down to the woman, gives her her now living son that was dead. And so now something happens. She is suddenly impregnated with life. Now I know 
you are a man of God. And that word know there is the same word that was used with Adam knowing his wife Eve. So that brings me now to, to where I am. Part four is if you know that's your leader, why don't you honor them as such? Bishop, uh, uh, tw over 20 years in ministry and 13 years as the establisher of this here that they've been partaking of, some of them not realizing the depth and the breadth of the pain that there are those who come because they enjoy the music, enjoy the atmosphere, and enjoy, watch this here, the quick fix. But there are others that realize and recognize that there's more in you than a quick fix. Y'all, 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 come on, come on, come on. That, that there's more in you than just taking care of right now. But there is enough in you to cause them to say, I know you are a man of God. And so the Bible talks about this young man that Elijah saw tending 12 oxen. And that word 12 is significant. That number is significant. And he goes down to him, and he is the one that God told you're going to Eli uh, uh, anoint Elisha as your replacement. I don't know about you, but Bishop, I don't know too many people will be happy to know they're being replaced. <laughs> but, but when you are secure... <laughs> when you are secure in who and what you are, you don't mind the transition. Oh, you don't mind the transition because we know that from here is nothing but better. And so the Bible says that when Elijah goes down to meet up with Elisha, that Elisha did something that when my wife read it to me driving up, he said, what you say? The, the scripture said, and Elisha placed his mantle on Elijah. I'm like, how does that happen that the would-be follower would see enough in the would-be leader to cover him? Y'all, y'all, y'all. <laughs> In other words, what Elisha was doing symbolically was he was saying that I need you to know that I got your back. Even though he didn't know what he was headed for. And so he places that mantle on him and the Bible gives us the there. And I need you to grab this here. First Corinthians tells us that we are to know them who labor among us. Now, look at your neighbor real quick. What do you know about them? Oh, I'm sorry. Bishop, it might get empty. <laughs> Can I tell you a truth here, Harvest? It is easier to recall and recognize negativity than positivity. 
and, and it is easier for somebody to gravitate to somebody who is going through something, not to build them up, but to help bring them down. You know that little analyst, that misery, what? So, so why Elijah and Elisha are in this place called Gilgad, yo Gilgad, city of stones. What it means, city of stones. And, and if you go all the way back to Joshua, you find out that it was symbolic to what was happening in the change of Israel. And so city of stones also represents foundation and establishment. If you recognize this man of God as helping you to establish a new foundation, shout amen. amen. Oh, wait a minute here. And so then he tells him, Elisha tells Elisha, why don't you just stay right here, tarry here in Gilgad while I proceed on to Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. You would think kind of like this day and age that we're in, if somebody says, hey, I'm going to church, you just stay here. Many people say, okay. And the reason why is because they forget why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go in the house of the Lord. So he says, tarry here. And so my wife, she began to expound on that word tarry. Says, I want you to sit here for a moment and I want you to really think about what you want. I want you to really investigate what you might have to go through to get it. And so what Elisha was saying is that uh, 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 I need you to think about this, Elisha. And Elisha turns around with a response that a lot of us don't pay attention to. Uh, uh, man of God, can you imagine if every leader said to you, as your soul liveth and as the Lord God liveth, I will not leave you. Whoa. Some of you will turn coat and run just because you heard of a potential scandal. But he said, I will not leave. <laughs> oh, y'all better get ready for this one, Harvest. And the reason why is because the time while they were in Gilgad, a foundation was established. Solidness within this relationship. And Elisha realized, if I am going to be impregnated with what's in him, I got to stay with him. Y'all, y'all, catch this, catch this, catch this. And so he goes with him down to Bethel. And while they're in Bethel, y'all got all those church folk, you know, so, so sanctified, holy, that they, that they want to tell you everything that God has said to them. And so instead of encouraging him to be following the leader, they say, what you going to do knowing that this day the Lord's going to take your master from you? He did what we need to learn how to do. Tell your neighbor, hold your peace. He didn't say, no, it's not going to happen. He said, hold your peace. In other words, it's not time yet. Now, he was talking to the prophet lies. 
So he not only traveled from Gilgad to Bethel, that by foot was a week and a half journey. That is some stick to itiveness. Why you got to take the rough road? Ain't there some flat plains around here? But the reason why the journey had to be rough was because there was something that Elijah was trying to establish in Elisha. Somebody yell at me, why? Because he knew what he wanted. So now they get down to Bethel. And they tarried there in Bethel. They tarry in the house of God for a while. They begin to enjoy what was going on. And so Elisha started doing this. He started falling in love with what was in Elijah. He started recognizing it and respecting it and honoring him. And he began to say within himself, but I'm going to need more. So the Bible says that Elijah comes back to Elisha. He said, hey, check this out. God is sending me to Jericho. So I need you to stay here. What does Harry mean again? What is it? I need you to stay here and I need you to contemplate what you want. I want you to think about what it's going to cost. I need you to not just like the miracles, but understand that the miracle power is going to cost. Y'all, y'all got to catch this up. I need you to understand that not everybody that says I got your back, got your back. And so they head from Bethel to this place called, what is it called? Jericho. And Jericho means sweet smelling fragrance. Your leader is going to take you to a place that everything you hear starts sounding good. Not to your ear, because the Bible says in the last days they will look for teachers with itching ears what will tell them what they want to hear. But you will hear a leader that will speak correction into your life and you'll feel good about it. (laughs) And so they get to... Jericho, and here come them 50 people again. Well, what you going to do? I know you, you had a good foundation. I know you was in the house of God. And I know it smells so good hearing what he said. But what you going to do knowing this day, your leader's going to be taken from you. How did he respond, Harvest? Hold your peace. Not time yet. And so now we get to this place called the Jordan. Jordan River, which represents, watch this here, descent. The Jordan represents flowing down. And so the Bible says that Elijah and Elisha come to the Jordan and Elijah takes off a piece of his mantle and he smokes the Jordan River. And they walked across on what kind of land? You got people who want to leave you stuck in the mud. But Elijah said, no, 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 
Everything here is firm. They go across, and this is when it happens. Somebody yell, this is when it happens. Everything that Elijah told Elisha to tarry about, to contemplate, to consider, he now asks him, tell me what it is you want. You didn't follow me from place to place. You showed that stick You didn't waver in your dedication and your devotion. So please tell me what, in other words, he was saying, you have earned whatever you want. And so now hear what Elisha was contemplating about. Hear what he was impregnated with. He was contemplating and impregnating that if I'm going to do that, I need more. Your anointing is good. I've seen what you've done, but I need more. So owe that a double portion of thy spirit would rest upon me. And so Elijah says to Elisha, that which you ask is a hard thing. So he now tasks him. But if you see me when I'm taken from you, remember the prophetic word? You'll have what you want. And the Bible says, and then it happened. Somebody yell, it happened. Then there came a fire from heaven that split them, separated them. There's going to be a time when everything your manservant put in you, you're going to have to put to work. And so I can imagine in my mind that while Elijah, Elisha, I'm sorry, was being thrown away. He still kept his eye. Y'all, 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 they got me. You get a little bit of chaos going on in your life and you start. He still kept his eye on the prize. And then he began to yell, my father, my father, the chariot of fire. Elisha climbs up upon it and he's taken up. And Elijah had to do what we need to learn how to do. Keep your eye on your leader. Oh, I I felt that one in my pinky toe. Keep your eye on your leader. Watch how he or she behaves when they're going through. Keep your eye on your leader. What do they do when they need encouragement? David said, when I couldn't find nobody to encourage me, I encourage myself in the Lord and because he did not take his eye off of his master the Bible says and the mantle from Elijah fell Elisha gets up dusts himself off runs pick it up watch this and goes back to the last miracle takes off his mantle Ties it up with the mantle of Elisha, boats the Jordan River, and watch what he asks. Where is the spirit of Elisha? Elijah. And whoosh, rivers open. He, <laughs> I earned this. Nobody gave me nothing. I worked for this. I served for this. I honored for this. I worked my way into position 
Now watch what those 50 prophets says. Truly, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. Can people say that about you? That you have been connected long enough to good leadership that when they, when they see you walking, they see your leader. When they hear you talking, they hear your leader. So then why in the ham and cheese don't you honor him? Uh, Bishop, I had a, a, a great leader say this to me. People can talk a lot of talk, but if they don't give up their money, they ain't doing nothing but talk. So, 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 Harvest, I know they, they took up an offering already, but I want you to go back home and I want you to think about, I want you to tarry. I want you to contemplate. I want you to measure the cost of what you want to be impregnated with. And then in the form of not that, that jingle, jingle, jangle, but in the form of that which folds, honor your manservant. If he's your leader, why don't you honor him? Man of God, you've done an awesome work. Awesome work. Hey. I don't call a lot of people this, and I, I told you why I don't. But I'm honored to be able to call you friend. And if there's anything that this feeble body can do to stand by you, I'm a phone call away. Stand on your feet, Harvest. This, this, this is going to be penned to a manuscript, and it's going to come out hopefully soon. But if you don't see the manuscript, I want you to remember this here. That in getting to know him, is going to reveal you. And so what's the Bible says in Jeremiah? He says that I shall give you shepherds after my own heart. Harvest, why don't you help me honor the angel of this house, Bishop Kevin Parman. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his 
life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.